Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Nakahama Broadcast Corporation presents the Top 40 with J.C. Kasem. Brought to you by Pringles, the chips that come in a tube. And Stridex Pads. If you have zits, maybe you should stop eating Pringles. And now, here's J.C. Welcome back to J.C.'s Top 40. Recapping our top five, we have Prince Andrew. She was just 17. I don't know what you mean. At number four, Fat Ronaldo with Uno Mas. Uno Mas. Uno Mas. Number three, Christina Aguilera with Genie in a Bottle. At number two, Canada's men's national team with Hey Yeah, We Did. And coming in at number one for the first time ever, Brendan Dunlop, James Sharman, Craig Forrest, and Dan Wong with Footy Prime the Podcast. I'm J.C. Kasem. Let's get this party started. I think that was a reference to being number one. Number one, at least uh, for this week. It may not last for long. We don't care. But we will sell the hell out of it. Welcome to Footy Prime, the podcast on another day, another night of, of Canadian soccer moments. More moments. 2-0 winners over El Salvador. A nine-point window. I'm James Sharman. Craig Forrest is here. There's JC. He's here. Dan Wong's here. Brendan Dunlop's here. And Jimmy Brennan joins us. Lads, I don't know how this team's doing it, but they keep on doing it. I tell you what, Charles, I got to tell you, your energy is absolutely shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what happened to you? You know, you know, you're like a fan. You win a few games. You win a few games, and now, like, you know, now it's like. Honestly, yeah, you gave all your energy to the uh, to the world sports leader there. That's taking credit for putting all these games on TV, and you get nothing to us. It wasn't that bad, was it? No, pretty fine. It it was. It was Jimmy. It was brutal. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Hey, listen, it's quarter past 11. This what is well just, past my bedtime. What was enthusiasm? Yeah, he's just well, used I had to enthusiasm now, watching eh? the game. I was very excited watching the game. Yeah. But now yeah, I'm yeah, trying to be professional. You saw one of the best goals, the best goals like, you could possibly imagine. Atiba's, right? Atiba's right? Atiba so good, he can fucking hit it with the back of his head, not looking the other way, from a foot off the goal line. Yeah. The goal, and somehow the goalie... What the keeper was doing, I have no idea. Water flies. The best hey. was, I love a team of celebration like he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was that the craziest goal you've ever seen? No, I mean, it's got to be up there, right? I mean, did you guys, honestly, I wasn't sure it was actually ever in the net. I thought maybe, well, it was in the net at some stage, but did it go through the side netting? 
It just mm-hmm. was the weirdest thing. And yeah, then- Craig and I, because we it happened so fast, we were like, I think it went in through the side, right? Yeah, yeah. and then when we saw it, it hit a calf, and then it. the back of his melon, and then just so strange. And it was because he turned his head sort of too, uh, gave it a little bit of extra power because it actually it hit him quite firmly from his calf to his head. Looking do you, do the you other think way, the, the fact that the head was bald made a difference. Yeah, had that been, uh, had that been, I don't know, you know, Stefan Estacchio, you know, lying there right. prone on the ground, it wouldn't or have spun the same way. It might have put a spin on it. it. Yeah, it would have put a more spin on it too. Yeah, it was shiny. It was amazing though. But I mean, it was the, the Bashitas connection, right? Carl Laren to Atiba. So they must have practiced a lot training, I would yeah. think. And but I mean, at that point, Jimmy, at that point of the game, I mean, it was nervous, right? This was as conquer a game as you're going to see. It was really, you know, I imagine a great learning experience for this team. You've been down in these, these places before, Jimmy. Um, you know, at that point in the game, they were holding on. They were the better team by far, but they're being frustrated. No, you look, I, I thought the, the first half, I thought El Salvador's game plan was very good and it worked, right? There were those little cheap fouls slowing the game down. You could see the players were starting to get frustrated um, because they, they wanted to take the momentum out of the Canadian team. Right, because if the Canadians get in the stride and they start knocking that ball around, they'll pull them apart. But El Salvador did well in the first half to to take the sting out of the game, slow it down, frustrate them. And then second half, you know, Canada did have his chances. Well, you look, even David in the first half had a great chance there, and it was a great build-up play. Right, yeah, nine times out of ten he scores that. Second half, they did have another couple of chances, <laughs> but it's it's what we say: you, you're not going to win every game perfect. And when mm. you're at the top of the table and you're in CONCACAF, you need that bit of luck. And good teams get the luck. Mm. And a team's goal, that's a bit of luck that you need. And before, Absolutely. and you know this, when we played down there, we had zero luck. Nothing <laughs> would go our way. Right? We had a few in El Salvador. We actually did okay in El Salvador for the most part. Yeah, we did okay, but. Uh, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, it, it is that, and uh, and obviously, uh, a big factor. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Canada didn't play well. That's not that's not a good performance. But there's many factors around this, and you got to think about. Uh, there's a lot of confusion around it, the game beforehand. And remember, they played a few days ago on Sunday, emotional game in really cold weather, and that was at three o'clock. Then yeah. they get down to South America again. After playing Honduras, down to El Salvador, you're playing hours after you did the game before in different temperatures on a surface that's completely different that is actually not a very good passing surface in the first place, is it, Jimmy? No. It gets no. stuck in your feet. The Bermuda grass is really fluffy. For for a guy like David uh, running in uh, on the goalkeeper like he did, uh, the, the obvious thing when he was running in by himself, I said, Jimmy, you probably said it too. Ten yards before you go out to the keeper, chip him. First, he's yeah. out of first, he's out of position. Yeah. Second, he's not very tall, and that Bermuda grass is a perfect surface to do what he did. Yeah, no, absolutely, right. Going on, but you could see every time they were passing the ball, nothing was clean. Nothing was clean. And when 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 we're at home and we're playing, whether it's at BMO Field or you're playing even uh, in Hamilton, of course you're on on turf, but at least the ball's zipping around. And every pass is clean. Mm-hmm. When you were watching them play today, everything was slow. You could see there was bobbling. It was bobbling everywhere. It's difficult control. You're playing in humidity. 
Listen, there were, those guys wasted a lot of energy over the last two games, especially against that American game, because that was a that was a monster one. People don't mm-hmm. realize that's right. Physically and mentally, how draining that game was. You're right. And then one thing, too, Jimmy, about that surface in Hamilton is normally in the summertime they will water it. Yeah. I mean, the Forge FC will water it. But in in the temperatures they were at, they were never going to water it. So even when we saw we saw the Americans break down the left-hand side, sometimes Richie Lareo got caught out of position, and you thought, he's on. Anything out there just kind of checked up on the surface a little bit. It didn't, didn't zip. Yeah. So FIFA will water every surface at the World Cup halftime before the game because they're going to make it slick. So these guys are playing on these different surfaces, temperatures, time zones, time changes. Um, so they got the job done. But what a strange, strange game. It was a strange game, yeah. And B, I thought fatigue was a big part of it as well, yeah, right? I mean, these guys are to it, right? I mean, they look, their legs look tired. You saw Adekubi, who's just run and run and run for a week straight, right? He looked just done towards the end, and he finally came off. I thought Richie looked tired as well. They, they brought off Ozo in the second half because he ran, I think, a half, well, maybe a full marathon against the States. I'm not sure how long it was, but ran and ran and ran. But they did look tired. They, they deserve a break. Of course, they're going back home now to play games this weekend, so too bad. Yeah, do you see who Jonathan David and Lil have next? PSG. PSG, yeah. yeah. Ma- Chelsea, is it Ch- Chelsea the week after? When's the Champions League? Champions League. It's, it's soon, it's right? It will be. I think it's that Valentine's Day weekend, or Valentine's yeah. Day week, excuse me. Keeping I wonder if they're keeping those standards high. Keeping those standards high. Isn't it incredible? Like, the club's going to want him to do the same thing. And if he doesn't, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, have a good time over there in uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hold it against him, you think? No. Wow. Hey, Jimmy, you know how it works, buddy? Oh, yeah. They don't care. They just want you to perform for the club. Yeah. <laughs> they don't They don't care what you're doing elsewhere. Uh, we're talking about well, the luck. The national team, are you? Okay, well. The national team never you. helped your career, guys. It wasn't, like, it wasn't a, a benefit to most guys. This is going to be... But generally, it wasn't a real benefit. You were you were generally losing money, and teams were, you know, not picking your, you know, you lose positions, or you have to really think hard about going to play for Canada. Great point, though. Well, obviously, things are changing. I think if Steven Estacchio is not an international, that that Porto move, and they they've wanted him for a long time, and they've got him on loan because they they wouldn't uh, couldn't come to an agreement to get him permanently, but I think that they will for big money. If he's not an international, I don't know if that happens though. I think it helps. I mean, it increases the value. I, yeah. I, I don't think over the last number of years with the national team, it would increase the value of the player. Mm-hmm. But I think what this team is now, absolutely. And the players that they have in the squad, absolutely. I think the value of all the players is going up. Actually, I, I think a great, a great example, Jimmy, would be Junior Hoyt. How many years did he just not play for Canada? He avoided it. He did not come until it actually benefited him. Uh, yeah. So. Um, he, he was like, and, and, and I don't blame him. I at one time I blamed him. I don't blame him for that. I understand uh, where uh, that comes need, from, and need a plug. he he he, uh, he concentrated on club football, and uh, and then when he needed to use Canada, he did. But he was eyeballing England there for a while, right? When he broke through Blackburn, it was Blackburn, wasn't it? It was Blackburn, yes, correct. And yeah. uh, he had a couple of great goals, a couple of good seasons, and then you know had that that passport and didn't work out. Chose Canada, and now you know he's almost like the forgotten man. I think we discussed this last week how he's still you know an integral part of that squad, but he's more of a squad player now. I wonder if he gets into the starting eleven. 
you know, for that first match of the World Cup, which sounds so fucking great to say, by the way, even though it's not officially there just yet. But um, back to David, though, I mean, scoring goals against El Salvador and, you know, these opponents, I mean, do you, do you think it raises his transfer value? Do you think Arsenal, for example, who mm-hmm. are in, in need of a striker, are, are being linked with him? I think it'd be a really good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Are they watching these games and, and scouting him? Yes. Yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah. At this moment, Canada is the biggest story, like Grant Wall said, didn't he, in the world. Like the world of football, Canada is the biggest story. Alfonso Davies' clips of our star player not even playing with a heart condition, <laughs> going absolutely crazy. Yeah. Was he doing and, it tonight? By the way, I didn't see. You know? no, I, didn't I didn't either. I didn't. I, I, I don't think that he did. A later kickoff is, uh, I think maybe people at Byron would have a conversation with him. Hey, well, stop waking up in the middle of the night to give yourself a heart attack watching your team play <laughs> in treacherous <laughs> conditions that we're so thankful you're not down there playing in. <laughs> you know what, what about what about the guy who sits beside him? Is that his dad? Who sits beside him at four or five in the morning to go, hey, look. It must be. It's got to be someone close to get up in the middle of the night like that. What would be his reaction for a cheapest goal? Just sit there with his mouth open? (laughs) (laughs) Would have lost it. Would have lost it. You know, to talk about the luck, guys, I honestly felt like, you know, all this talk about uh, the teams beforehand and uh, we had this with the Olympics, you know, with with the women when they won gold and uh, all all the women beforehand. I felt like all of the luck that you guys didn't get and the teams before you, that, that was three decades of luck that Canada was owed that they got tonight off the back of Atiba's head. Yeah, I was thinking that given uh, Jimmy kind of alluded to it, but going down to CONCACAF, how many times have we seen like terrible calls or non-calls or strange things happen and it costing Canada? You know, I, I, I said this today and Craig was talking about it on the dark web as well, how, you know, I, I think this, this narrative's kind of been born that Canada was absolutely pathetic until this current group of players, which mm-hmm. isn't true. You know, there's been some pretty good teams and good players, obviously, you know, they won a trophy in the past. They've come come close to, to hexes and, and qualifying in times, but, you know, never quite close enough. Understandably, I acknowledge that, but it seems like the team's defined by that game in Honduras. Oh, that's a Canada. They get smashed in these places. It, it's rare that Canada would go down to Honduras or El Salvador and get smashed, right? Oh, but no. Often no. it'd be a narrow defeat and, and something really ridiculous would happen. Yeah, like I was watching a highlight that was uh, as about as blurry as you can get. <laughs> it was like... When we drew 2-2 down there um, in a game that would have been, that was in the game where we ended up draw, uh, on the same points going into the last game in Toronto versus Mexico. So we were level on points, uh, but there was only one team going to 94. U.S. were taking one spot and second was basically nothing. And we needed to win that game. And we, when you think about what was stacked against, it's just the fact that the Mexicans missing out on 94 World Cup was not something that was really a possibility. And you think about what would have happened, you know, just the loss of everything. They're a bigger team in the U.S. and the U.S. are, for God's sake, right? So I'm not saying that there, it was, uh, there was some funny business, but I'm saying there was some funny business. And <laughs> <laughs> the German referee came over. Never had a German referee or any other body CONCACAF referee ever video or referee game. So anyway, all this stuff. And then when we're talking about the pitch being narrowed, you know, we wanted it narrowed in Toronto against Mexico and they didn't do it. They widened it, I think, a bit. And uh, there's all sorts of stuff like that. So, yeah. thing, you know, things have changed, eh, Jimmy? And, and, and now uh, the, the fact that 
you take Seth Blatter out of the equation, you take Chuck Blazer out of the equation, you take Jack Warner out of the equation. These guys are racketeering guys, you know, allegedly because Jack's still hiding out in Trinidad and Tobago, but racketeering, money laundering, uh, you name it, match fixing, you name it, uh, they're charged with. Um, yeah. And he, uh, the FBI are trying to get him in the United States and extradited from Trinidad and Tobago. And that's ongoing now. These are the people that we were charged with when we were in power as well. So very. that's what I, I don't want to go on about this part because, but it is important for people to know, I think. Yeah. When we won the Gold Cup, Jimmy, in 2000, we knew that was a fucking miracle and it was going to be years before anybody ever did this again outside of the U S and Mexico. Yeah. And it hasn't happened for 22 freaking years. Yeah. And it's still, and if you go back and you look at some tournaments, Panama has got screwed in that tournament. Honduras has been screwed. The Honduras, I think Panama wore t- T-shirts on 2015 or 16, you know, like about the, you know, being screwed over in a, in a game yep. against the, you know what I mean? So it's well, maybe, maybe it helps that we got a, there's a, a Canadian president in there now. Well, for sure it does, Jimmy. Jimmy, honestly, but you Jimmy, know what? it gives us a level playing field at least, yeah. right? For sure it does. I mean, look, but I, I think even the, uh, the way people are thinking, the way that people are looking at it now, they're, they're starting to really understand, like, we're, this is Canadian football. We've got to back this team. People are wearing the jerseys. The flags are flying. Faces are painted. And people are truly believing that this Canadian team is going to make it and they're going to go. I still remember we were play, We would play games before. We played Jamaica and the place was uh, in Toronto. And it, was, it felt like we were actually playing in Jamaica. Right, mm-hmm. we played Trinidad and World Cup qualifier fire in, in in Edmonton, and we came out of the dressing room and there was a that the steel pans are playing. Yeah, it, was the steel. Like, it was a Carabana. It was unbelievable. And we're thinking we're in Canada here. We're supposed to be giving ourselves advantage, and we're making it so comfortable for everybody yeah. else. I actually did the limbo with those guys. I was like, I was like, whoa! I was doing the limbo with them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so what's changed though? Okay, I understand winning helps, right? But you can go back to two thousand helps. <laughs> no, 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 but 2019 when, when Canada beat the States at BMO Field, that was the first time that I remember ever seeing a truly partisan Canadian crowd supporting this team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, at that point, this, this current generation was very much in its beginning stages, its infancy, hadn't won that much, hadn't, well, it isn't what it is now, for example. Mm-hmm. Yet that, so is it, as a Canadian soccer fan base matured? and learn is that the difference now and then a little bit of jet fuel poured on that in that it's a really good team yeah i think it helps but look for me i think the the biggest thing that we've a lot of people overlook as well is that you've got to give john herman a hell of a lot of credit here for what he's done with the with this team and the belief that he's given them um and everything that he's he's preaching the players are buying into and if we're all honest we were all skeptical when he took that job we're all thinking, oh, here we go. What, what's going to happen with this guy? And what's what's next for the national team? And, but no. the guy's done a fantastic job. And he's got everybody buying into it. And you can see the belief around the team. And they're just playing with so much confidence and energy. And it's like anything, especially in, in Toronto and Canada, people want to be part of success. And if something's winning, people want to be a part of it. If we're playing rock bottom, are we – if we were at the bottom of the league, do you think everybody's going to be there supporting us? Oh, God, it'd be, right. it'd be the same old, same old, right? Same old, but, you know, just the way they're advertising it, pumping yeah. it, promoting it, and people are buying into it. But yeah. look, John, John's done a great job in, in his team. 
Uh, you can't take anything away from him. You I mean, know look, what? You're at the top of the table now because you deserve to be there and you're the best in Concacaf. You're the he, he hasn't missed a beat and he's moved people in different positions and changed lineups and you cannot figure out what he's doing and you can't fault him for one single move, really. No. And you, know, you got some of those guys haven't played since November. You got I mean, Cade didn't play particularly well in Hamilton, but you got to think he hasn't played for a while too. So you're patching all that together as well. Well, you think the, the MLS guys are still in preseason. Right. And We're you know what that's starting. like. You're, you're still yes. getting your feet, and sometimes yeah. it's, it's really difficult. But the good thing about this World Cup and qualifying for this, and especially the manner we're doing so with some superstars with some real character here, I think, is that I think we've got eight, ten years of real momentum here that's going to change the sport forever because we've got 2026, remember. So that's a given for sure. That's going to be we're going to get a spot. And who cares if we don't requalify, but we will. So that's guaranteed. So this momentum with 26 being guaranteed is going to change everything. Everything. I think it's a really good point. And it's important because when you talk about corporate Canada embracing it and the fans embracing it, they're not just going to build up for this World Cup in November, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're building up for the four years in between the next World Cup as well because it's going to mm-hmm. be here and we're going to be here. It's not like, well, if we qualify, if they qualify, you know, we can throw some money at them. No, they're mm-hmm. going to qualify. You've got this massive cycle right now. And it's after that, it could be every two years for Christ's sakes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's good for, it really is good for absolutely everything. And the momentum is just going to be incredible. As we've seen just uh, ourselves and the, the interest in the game has gone up just incredibly because of this group of players that are so freaking likable. I got to be fair. And it's a younger generation too. I think the demographics traffic scare the living daylights out of uh, a couple of other sports in this country that are very popular. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what what sports are those, Craig? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> the ones that no, say that no, soccer wasn't relevant. He's for always the skirting time. around shit, isn't he? <laughs> hey, well, hey, we, B, know. we know the demographics are good for for our sport, and baseball demographics yep. what are watching, or, and and uh, hockey are older and whiter, and uh, our demographics are changing, and uh, yeah. and that younger generation and FIFA. You got to don't forget that FIFA game. Is no, it's huge, huge. Kids know tactical things because of that game, and they know players' names, and it's quite something. Yeah, I'm sure there's kids out there who haven't watched a soccer match in their life, but they know more players than they'll ever know. Are Jimmy and Craig on any of these FIFA games? Used to be. Yeah, yeah. What ratings were you? Uh, I remember. No, maybe it's it's differently, didn't they? It was a little different. Hey, what I would just take myself. I would put myself on like Barcelona as a opening <laughs> <laughs> goals left, right, and center. <laughs> I did too. Never had a shot. Yeah, but it was brutal. But my ratings never went up. I was so mad. <laughs> I scored ten goals that game. We got to find like an old an old uh, EA Sports FIFA game from like. Well, we got to find some weird person. Two thousand and one or something. Jimmy Brennan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As a player, I think. When did, Jimmy, when did he? Game is when were you at Norwich? When did you play. start playing? At Norwich, I was at Norwich in two thousand three, four, and then Forest. I was, and I was on there. The scum. They're the when scum. Was the, and Forest, when were, the, when were you there? I was at two thousand at Forest. <laughs> okay. They're not the scum. So there'll be a not there'll the be one. a game out there with both Craig and and Jimmy though on. Yeah, so there's got to be someone listening that has an, like a FIFA 2000 game 
or something similar so we can find that and and <laughs> have a look. I have FIFA 2000. You won't find the machine that plays it. That will be yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Problem, right? You know who's on the cover of that game? FIFA 2000. I had a uh, PlayStation One. So this was that. That was the first year actually that they had international covers. So each region had a different cover. Alexi Lullis in North America. No, good guess. It was a. I'll give you a hint. It was an American captain. Brian Brandon Donovan. Oh. No, around. no, good guesses. This is pretty. I'll give you another hint. He's a, he was an American captain, and uh, I think he's definitely in the conversation of you know one of the co- first contributing guys to to MLS that really made an impact. Oh, Landon, uh, Landon, no, 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 it's no, it's not Kobe. He's uh, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, another hint I can give you. It's not. It's Eric not It's not Eric Winalda. American. No, it's not fucking Tony Miola. I hope Miola. No. No, it's Crazy Eddie Pope. Shit. Eddie Pope. Eddie Pope. Oh, really? Eddie wow. Pope. DC United was on the cover. Yeah, is that right? He was a good player. What's the trivia? He's a very. Is that Thomas Rongan's DC United? That was Thomas Rongan's uh, MLS Cup champion, DC United. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And who was on the um, the European cover? I don't know at that time because I had the American PlayStation game. All right. Well, we'll yeah. look it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to get into more in-depth stats here, guys. If we can go, you know, okay. let's go through that expected goals off of the back <laughs> of Atiba's head. What did you have coming into this? One, right? <laughs> yeah, what, what's the XG on that? But did, <laughs> imagine <laughs> the bookies must be going crazy. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Oh, but how amazing is it just to see Atiba out there like doing it? And that, I mean, the run that he made to be in position, right? Uh, they yeah. showed a, a great replay where you can see him look, and he's like, "Oh, is Laren going to get that? Oh, he's doing it. I'm doing it." Hmm. He just books it towards the net. And it, it fell to him, like, honestly, three decades of luck that Canada was owed came off the back of his head playing 90 minutes in El Salvador in that humidity yeah. at 39. What can, that goal? what can we call that goal? It's going to be a name for that goal, right? There has oh. to be. It's like a, the brain stump. It came off of the back of his, like, the brain stem. It was, like, right at the top of his neck. Like, at his age, playing all those games. and It's incredible. And then score a goal in El Salvador to, like, Pretty much clinch it. You couldn't. You couldn't be any more happier for for a player like Atiba. Yeah, he's like the 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 best professional you'll ever meet in your life, and the nicest man in the world. Yeah, he's such a great guy. And it's yeah. great to see him still playing, captain in the team. Mm-hmm. He's a lovely man. He deserves that. Mm-hmm. And Wait he never minute. relied on pace. So huh? he never relied on pace. So it wasn't his. That wasn't his top uh, attribute. So that's why he's been able to play to the age he has. Yeah. Jimmy was a little different. Sorry, he I'm, relied on pace, and once that went, he was. Well, I here's a question for you two. So, Jimmy, you you got you and Craig both played in the Gold Cup, and you went on that string, and it was a great victory. Yeah. Did you get to enjoy it because you're playing in it? And I'm always wondering about these guys right now, like especially the guys who are playing in Europe right now. Yeah, they're enjoying the game, but then they have to. You're working too. This is work for you guys. Yeah. Did you get to enjoy the, you know, you're because you're you're in it and you're you're going, yay, we won. I know what that's like. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I've got to fucking jump on a plane and go home and work and do something else See you in two months. Yeah. yeah. Like, tell you me how that was. I enjoyed it because I like with, with our back then, our national squad, it was a great bunch of guys. Honestly, you know, it was so so exciting once you finish your, your game in Europe, you're jumping on the plane because you knew you were coming to hang out with all the guys. And then with the Gold Cup, um, I think every round we got through, we just kept on laughing. 
because we couldn't believe that we, we were going this far. And uh, we had we were, such we a great time. Hot, we would actually sit in the hot tub after every round. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and, and give it? each other crabs? Oh, we would have two... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He really dropped that down. I was just—we were having beers. Christ. We had a few beers. A couple of beers. Sat in the what is up? wrong with you? But Alex McKechnie was in there. Remember? <laughs> I, there's something fitting though. There's something fitting that Milan Boyan gets everyone together at the center circle at this at these away grounds for these legendary Instagrammable, you know, chats. And Craig's got you guys all naked in the hot tub. I would say that that's very fitting <laughs> yeah. for. for and he kept on making me get out to grab the beer. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're unbelievable i remember rooming with him once and he's like he's like in the shower and, he, and he's screaming like there's something serious going on like i don't know he's having a cramp or something that's going on in there and run in there and he's like can you just grab the soup over there on the sink by the <laughs> it's like jesus I, I was expecting there to this to be like this world I was expecting uh, this to be a Central American cockroach. He got, he got, he got, he got uncomfortable when I watched TV naked. He hated that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would hate that. No, Jimmy, <laughs> let's be fair, Jimmy. Jimmy let's naked. be fair. Jimmy looks good naked. It, yeah, no, I'll give him his dues. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I tell you what, yeah, we were in the Premier League when it came to that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Back to the games. Um, <laughs> oh, these games. As much as we could, uh, you know, be talking about Jimmy Jimmy's uh, naked body, you know, for for literally seconds. Now, Sharms, seconds here, not so much. Um, back to so. Be honest. Say, say there's a Gold Cup kicking off tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, and these current teams are all involved. Do the bookies favor Canada? I think you'd have to, wouldn't you? I think so, but I just wonder if they would. I think, does the state still have that lure? Mm. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think when you look at this national team squad, and if you're the bookies, you're going back all these games and looking at, at the roster. The amount of players that we've used. Yeah, it's true. To show you the depth that we have. Right? Even tonight's game. You know, they're making changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Bringing in the uh, the kid from Montreal, bro, bro Guillard, late in the game. That's right. right? It's his first appearance since uh, way early in, in qualifying. The yeah. first round of qualifying. Be nice to, nice, that would be a nice one to do, to pick up for these boys, you know, lift a trophy again for Canada. That would be, uh, that would be pretty neat. Yeah. I don't but, think they'd be favorite, though. I think just, be, just the fact that it's you're playing all your game. Well, yeah, all your game, all your important games in the United States, right? And you're going to be, and with the Mexicans basically playing at home anywhere in the United States, there's a reason why no other country – plus a few bad calls here and there have won it since we have. And we, mm-hmm. we called it back then. We were, <laughs> well, there's also teams that, that were coming in. Like Brazil played in it. We played Brazil in the CONCACAF. It's like, holy crap, they brought Brazil. And then we played Colombia in the final. I mean, they're a top 15 ranked team in the world. And it's like, this is our confederation. But they also, that was the one game that I could truly say that we felt we had a level playing field. And no bullshit, even though Jack Warner was losing his mind and losing money off the match. I think there was a $5 million loss by CONCACAF that particular tournament. Um, You know, that was a, that was a difficult uh, team to play against. So those teams aren't now invited uh, anymore. So instead you get Qatar, like in this last (laughs) tournament and they made the semifinals and almost beat the States, a C team that Greg Berhold. That would have been a disaster if Qatar won that. Crazy, right? 
But that's I thing know. That, and the whole idea was like, don't invite anybody. But they're thinking, well, okay, Qatar, they're you know warming up for the World Cup, as they did to uh, when Korea, South Korea played, because we end up playing South Korea in the group stage, and Costa Rica in the group stage, which is a pretty oh, that, that was. Group. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think a, a better comparison because the Gold Cup, there's way too many variables, right? A better comparison once the tickets are booked and look, the states are going to do it before the groups are drawn. Who do you think has a better chance? Because now, if you look at it, like, you know, man for man, there's some great players in the States. But I think Canada has, has a better chance of surprising and doing some, doing really well in Qatar. In well, they'll be in a, they'll be probably in pot four, maybe pot three, right? Whereas the States are, what, they're 11th, aren't they? Or 14th in the, in the world. So they'll be oh, in okay. a better pot, right? Have a better draw. Be pot two. Yeah, yeah. So well, they're, unless, they're unless they drop six points, they would have to drop six points from the remaining game, and so would Mexico for us to have a chance to jump over top of them. But the trouble is with that is um, the the biggest part of it. I don't think is pot three and four for me. I look at them and I don't think there's many in there that, that don't scare me with this team. The, the what scares me would be pot one's going to you know you get say Brazil, okay, or if there's going to be a powerhouse well pot two's got a couple powerhouses in there too that you don't want to get the big group of death for sure germany the netherlands yeah. are in there holy crick and then all of a sudden canada comes out of pot three well all of a sudden what big that's not a big deal then they, you know so i well, think my, that's my, one my you buddy, avoid. but i've got a friend who's a complete complete soccer nerd he did a little uh little mock draw given you know the rankings right now what pots they've been and he said canada would be in a, a group such as france Switzerland, Canada, and an African team, right? That's tough. When did you have time to do that, uh, Brendan? Yeah, let's <laughs> stop the bullshit, huh? That was you. <laughs> my friend. Yeah, right. No, right. My, I'll drop his name. Alan Canny, his name is. Old editor at, at, at the score many years ago. Massive Celtic fan, actually, but he did that. He had a lot of time on his hands, obviously. But, you know, it made, made me think that Given what we've seen with Canada so far, yes, they're a good team, but they're playing in CONCACAF where the States haven't played that well against them. Mexico are a team in decline, potentially. Other nations are in transition, right? So they've done the job. They've played really well. Um, but when you see them against, you know, a silky smooth European team, let's say, you know, even a Switzerland, a Denmark, are we going to see Canada for what they really are? Or actually, are they genuinely a very good team that can cause a surprise on the world stage? <laughs> That's a really good question. I mean, it's really difficult to say because I look at just what they've had to go through in CONCACAF to get there and all the different conditions and, you know, you're playing at altitude and the, you know, the cathedral of Azteca, and then you're going to Jamaica on that cow pasture and then different temperatures and humidity. And um, then you come back and you go this game and, with his games in Edmonton, which in the end actually worked out. But quite honestly, I think we're going to a stage where playing in those temperatures and those types of places don't actually benefit us. I don't think they benefit the United States. I don't think they benefit anybody. But when you're really like, if you're, if you want a leveler, well then, yeah, like we're always saying, hey, let's go to the Yukon. We don't get any supporters anyway. You know, just <laughs> yeah. freeze them out. You should have played in Churchill, Manitoba. That was the game waiting to yeah. be played. Yeah, we were all for that. Like yeah. even people just for, I mean, people that don't know this, uh, the game for when they qualified for 86 in 1985 out east, um, the only reason why people think, oh, well, that was a tactical move because um, 
if they get to that final game, it was only because nobody else wanted it. The only city that actually wanted to take the game. Hmm. So Tony Waiters told me that the legend. Hmm. It's changed now too, though. Everybody wanted wanted to host a national team. You think? But you know what, Sharms, going back to what you're saying, because that's, that's a good question. And, And one, we probably won't know until, you know, they, they start playing European teams and they'll try to get some games against African teams going into the world cup. I think the only thing that we've, we have that will help is when you look at the roster, you know, uh, Miller, Buchanan, David, Lauren, Hoylett, um, Hutchinson, Estekio, all these players, they all play in Europe. So they get it. Yeah, right. right. So they, they understand the European game, you know, whether it's France, mm-hmm. it's, it's Italy, whether it's Portugal or England, they get it. Yeah. And even when we as Canadians, when we had team, uh, played teams against European teams, yeah, they were competitive, but we, we knew what to expect. We knew exactly mm-hmm. what to expect. So we need well, as many of our MLS team, MLS players to get transfers this summer to at least get a couple of months under their belts yeah. next season, getting used to it. So, so hey, I'm talking to you, um, you know, Alistair Johnston. <laughs> talking to you, Kamal Miller. Sorry, Montreal. Targeting I you just right want now, to know where they play these warm-up games. It's just such an interesting part of the world out there. Against who? Against whom, right? Against who and where and... How hot do you want to play in? Yeah. Still going to be warm, it, right? Sachs, what is in, uh, didn't Australia come and play games in England just to get games in? But they weren't playing against England. They were playing against other teams. I remember That's they were right. Oh, a lot. International games, weren't they? Yeah, they played at Fulham. I remember they're playing a game there. Yeah, they would play because all the players are playing in Europe. It was easier to get them there. So they're playing the games there. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy, you, were you on a team that played at Craven Cottage? Didn't, didn't Canada play Australia at, at That's Craven right. Cottage? Am I That's right. They absolutely that? did. I didn't, I didn't play that one, no. Uh, that may have been just, just after you, Jimmy, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. wild, wild. Um, let me try and answer Sharman's question by re-asking my question. If you are Denmark or Switzerland... Would you rather get the United States in your group or Canada? Mm, I think if you're those teams, I think right now you're more fearful of seeing Canada drawn in your group. I'd agree with that. Huh. Mm, that's a really good question. I wonder. On form, yeah, for like, sure. I agree. But I mean, we know these Canadian players better than most. Now, over there right now, they know Alfonso, obviously. They're getting to know Jonathan David. They don't really know about Atiba. They don't really know about Kyle Laren. They don't know about Stacchio. Well, they'll find out real quick, won't they? They will. Let's Absolutely, say they do right? know because they also listen to the number one soccer podcast in Canada. And we're the 201st podcast in Russia. We've dropped since this whole Ukraine shit. Oh, really we were in the top 180 in Russia. I don't really? Know well, that's because Craig and his left-wing propaganda. Yeah. The Russians. Screwing things up, eh, Forrest? I love Ukraine. I was there in 1989. I saw them protesting for uh, freedom and or freedom, not freedom. Fuck it. That's what I mean. Freedom. Fuck. You spent, you spent a week there one night, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, they're independents and all that's the fall of the Soviet Union and all that. That was, uh, that was pretty interesting times. Mm. So that should get us higher up in the rankings then. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Hashtag yeah, Russia when you, when you post this. Okay, Wonga. Okay. And I, okay. So, fellas, I just looked at the <laughs> FIFA rankings and I know you're, you always bug me about the rankings. 
Do the FIFA rankings right now, is that how they're choosing these pots? Based April. on April. Okay, so Canada's going to move up in here because right now the U.S. is 11th, Mexico's 14th, and what we're judging is are they? Yeah, that's what this that's what this says. Yeah, what's the oh. expectation? Canada's going to yeah, like what? eight well, spots. What's the expectation? What? And what's the layout of these pots? I know we like I don't understand. Well, and bear in mind they have a. Uh, Three more games coming up before yeah. April, right? But let's say Canada finishes at the top. Are they right. treated like the top team in CONCACAF, or are they treated no, like game by the game. third place team Rank- yeah, in game by game. the rankings? They're not gonna they're not gonna top them in the world rankings because they're top of CONCACAF. Is that okay. that's what you're asking? So it's this game by game. Means nothing to FIFA. It's what an, well, Jimmy, why don't you explain to Wonga the coefficient system in the FIFA World Rankings? Yeah, how much time do we have? If I you what, brother. <laughs> That's why we brought you on, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Coefficient, Jimmy. I can see them. I mean, listen, I, I despise those rankings, but they'll probably rise to what? To like the mid-30s, I would think. Mid-30s. Around there somewhere. Yeah. 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 But likely still going to be in a pot for... Well, I don't care. Honestly, who cares? If we're really stressing about what pot they're going to be in, we need to give ourselves a shake, <laughs> right? They're going to be in a World Cup. 1986. Do you think we give a shit what pot they're in? Is we're it all gravy now, Jimmy? Are That's you going to be nervous it. watching World Cup games? Are you going to be nervous there, watching World Cup games? Who knows what happens? You never who know. Who cares? Get there. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride, man. Listen, for us going to the World Cup, when whoever does go to the World Cup to watch Canada play, you are just going there. You're the happiest person in the world. Watching your national team in, in the World Cup. Someone shared uh, gravy. Someone shared the ticket prices going over to Qatar on our Twitter, and it was like twenty eight hundred bucks return. God, what are the hotels like out there too? Yeah. Still being built, probably. Yeah, still being built. Yeah. Well, everything. This is going to be the most like dense World Cup ever held because it's amazing. All, everything it? will be. I Did think it's a dead? forty. Dense. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I said, you said <laughs> dead. Well, like a four, 45 kilometers is the, I think, the farthest distance that you would travel, or it could be the farthest distance from, you know, Stadium A to Stadium G, mm. whatever. So it's, yeah. it's going to be compact. It's going to really help the other firms, the hooligan firms, isn't it? You know, I think it's nice that they thought about those guys. Mm-hmm. Less, less distance of travel, they can cause absolute mayhem <laughs> with, with it, within, you know, a bus ride. So it's great. Good for them. JC? Oh, I've got to, I've got to unmute you. Oh, no. Oh, it's okay. Dead air is always great on Footy Prime. Hi. Hi there. Yeah, hi. Uh, I have a question uh, for, for the moderators here, uh, here on uh, the Footy uh, Prime show. Um, so I, I'm not exactly sure, but is alcohol permitted uh, in Qatar? Because I understand that in certain places – uh, and I, I know in the United Arab Emirates, it's not permitted. But, I mean, if the hooligans are coming over, like, what is their fuel? Yeah, are they allowed to drink? Or, I mean, just please. There are bars there, me. right? I, I, from what I have heard on, I know, other Thank podcasts. you, caller. Thank you for yeah, that. Great, caller. great, great question. First time caller, all time listener. Yeah. Line six, um, they, they, they may not be the drinking on the streets like you have at other World Cups because you <laughs> might get shot for that. But there will be. I just watched a documentary on it. They created a huge tourist zone. Yeah, fan zones. Yeah, where they're just letting things ride. Yeah. (laughs) But what I wonder is, are they going to be giving these tourist visas to 
members of the Millwall Supporters Club that are looking to book their tickets for England or Fuck some Russian group. They always right? find a way to get there, though, don't they? But this yeah. is Qatar. This is this is different now. I think there'll be a few, but I mean, I'd be surprised how many of them want to make that trip and and how many of them get into any of these fan zones. To you imagine and like how close they're all going to be. It is yeah. going to be one big UFC fight. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's going to be intense, isn't it? It's going to be unbelievable. People are going to Do we go watch Canada or do we watch the big fights outside? What are we watching? <laughs> I think they'll be too scared. Remember in Russia? No, that's true. Well, because they had a little chat with the firms, didn't they? They had a little chat. Putin's boys. Listen, yeah, but I think if those guys show up in Qatar, I don't think that. I think you know. Yeah, I wouldn't. They won't be dealt with very, yeah, very I nicely. So. I really I think, think they'll so. just give you a little look, and I think you'll know what they mean. <laughs> like you will disappear. Yeah, say much. Yeah. Look. We don't give a shit. You will disappear. Yeah. It's yeah. a big desert out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big desert. <laughs> Have you ever heard of yeah. John? <laughs> Yep, the old bone saw sales will be going through the roof just beforehand. Oh, I'm sure. God almighty, yeah. Oh, Newcastle? We're talking about Newcastle's transfer window? <laughs> this is our first just, time to the deadline. making a big generalization in the Middle East in general right here. That's what we're doing. You know, it's very, very unsensitive, insensitive. Um, all right, boys. Well, listen, that's 45 minutes. That was a fun, another fun evening mm-hmm. of soccer. We've got to wait now to March 24th. Oh. But we can start now getting really nervous when we watch our players playing for the clubs. We can start shitting ourselves about getting injured. Long-term injuries. That's yeah. the best part about World Cups, right? It's like, oh, Christ. Beckham, you've done what to your foot? Rooney, you've done what to your foot? Like, Christ. I really Nightmare. hope, uh, you know, uh, Tejon gets a good run of games there in Belgium and gets settled in there and because mm-hmm. he's got off to a good start. I tell you, he played really well. We came on at halftime just before he came up to the World Cup games, set up a really nice goal for Dad's boot. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, but if you can get a good run, uh, it'd be good for him as well because I think he can... Uh, he can be better than we've seen in the last few games. I agree with yep. that. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, thank you so much. Um, tomorrow, we're talking to CSA President Nick Bontis. So be sure to tune in. Uh, we're taping that tomorrow afternoon. So it should be up uh, tomorrow evening, right, guys? Uh, uh, could be. Could be? <laughs> could be. we got to figure out. Headlines our- aren't really our thing. We also are promoting uh, uh, coach of the women's national team, Bev Priestman, who we have coming on. Yeah. Um, so we all, we'll let you guys know this week who we have coming up. And of course, thanks, Jimmy, Brennan, yeah. for joining us tonight. Anytime. Yeah, and you too, Wilner. What's that? Oh, yeah. I'm back from the COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you made it through. Oh, that's right. You're not, you're, you're beside Craig. You're not isolated anymore. That's right. Well, you said you're still negative, but <laughs> I don't know. But you didn't see the test results, so you're just going no. on the honor system. No, we no, shared, no. The, we said, shared the same dipping sauce for he, the Swiss Chalet. He, he said he, he got, it was a false positive. That's what he said it was. Swiss <laughs> Chalet. Nah, honestly, is. Wonger. All this right. time you and I have been friends. You live near Little Portugal, and you're eating Swiss Chalet. I had it. Look, man. Forrest has got that Swiss sauce on his chin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's from Swiss Chalet. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, ho. All right, everyone. JC, thank you, mate. Great opening once again, pal. And, uh, yeah, well, you'll hear from us um, next time you hear from us. We're headed Cheers to the World Cup, boys.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.